but our prayer begins at 9 here in the sanctuary. Sunday school begins at 9.30. 10 o'clock is worship. Everyone right now, with the way COVID is, we're wearing masks again. Um, just trying to protect you all, I guess, and each other, each other, each other. But um, if you could come in early and not wait till 10:15, it would enable our people to check you in take your temperature to be able to be a part of the service. Either one or two things, I'm going to start service late so that I can have them in here because I really don't care what we do online. They're not, they're not the church. The church is here. Okay? Online, I hope you understand. I, I, we'll start late. If we can't start, if we can't get here on time, I don't want people to lose out with God just because they sit in, in the vestibule and take your temperature and check you in because of the mandates. Right now, that's what we're under, okay? At some point, it'll become much easier, I pray. We'll have a better method, better way to stream things. That's my prayer. But I need you to come in because it's keeping those that take your temperature, and this has nothing to do with anybody that's just showed up today. I welcome each and every one of you here today. May the Lord richly bless you. This has nothing to do with guests. This has everything to do with the body, normal attenders that wait till 10.05 so they don't have to communicate with anybody, shake your hand, right? I'm asking you to come on time. I don't think that's a lot to ask. But some of you just don't want to socialize, so you figure if you come in late, I know what it's doing. It's dampering the spirit, but I'm, I'm telling you that do you think Jesus is going to be on time? I know all of us have flex time on the job right now. We work from home. We can get up and just put a, a shirt on so we look like we're at work. But here, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is coming back for a bride. And that bride is not going to be halfway looking halfway. The bride got to be ready. The bride had better be ready. There were five wise and five foolish. The five wise had their lamp, lamps trimmed full of Holy Ghost oil. But there were five that thought they could slip in. Not my message. Not my message. But let's, let's just know, God's coming. I don't care what kind of good deeds you do. I don't care how much money you pay to the church. I don't care how many people you help in the community. I don't care about the Boys and Girls Club. I don't care about none of that because none of that gets me into the kingdom of God. Thank you all. Worship team, thank you for bringing the presence of God in this place. I'm going to say this. It amazes me. Well, maybe I'm not. I'm not going there. I welcome each and every one of you to Grace Gospel Worship Center. There's miracles that are happening. And if you would have been here for my lesson this morning, God allows things to happen to people to try to jog them and get them ready for the coming of the Lord. But some of us don't even see it happening in our own lives. They don't see it. They don't know that 
catastrophe catastrophe could have happened major major catastrophe could have happened and yet they have not turned their life back to God yet sometimes God uses things to get their attention to get their attention and it does and sometimes it takes major destruction to get their attention He can take health. He can take life. He can take finances. Why would a loving God like that do that? Because he desires no one to be lost. And if you've known God and you've walked away from God, he wants you back. He wants you back. And the devil don't want to let you come back. The devil gets in your mind. We're so caught up. Let me just say this. Keep standing because I'm going to bring the word to you. We're so caught up. This, this environment is so prejudiced between whites and blacks. It is so disgusting. Trait the church. Let me tell you something. God's going to have a church that's a multicultural church. And some of us are going to be a part of that church and some of us are not going to be a part of that church. But if you don't kick the spirit of prejudice out the door, the devil will run a riot in your life and destroy your walk with God. The government has nothing to do with our walk with God. There should be no political division in the church. There should be no cult cultural or color division in the church. Not my message. I don't know where God's going with this. Acts 12, 1 through 7. I want to honor my wife. 41 years total being together. 39 years married. Amen. I love her. She has put up with a lot of mess. And I'm grateful for her. She's a jewel. In my life, she's a jewel. Amen. The Bible says in Acts 12, 1 through 7, and again, I welcome every one of you here, our guests that are here. We welcome you with everybody online. King stretched forth his hand, hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and because he saw it please the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four court, court, quarterings of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So somewhere along the way, we're kind of missing something. There should be prayer being put up by the church. Because I don't know about you, but I got family that's in prison. And I'm not talking about a literal prison. I'm talking about a sin 
prison, a spiritual prison. There's families sitting in this church that's under spiritual prison, and they need to be saved. They need to be delivered. And when Herod had, had, would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Why? Because the church came together and prayed. Go back. If we will begin to pray, the angel will visit even in the demonic spirit and place that those folks are at. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side. Wake up. And raised him up, saying, Arise, up quickly. And the chains fell off of his hands. In 12, 12 through 16, it said, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at, uh, uh, the, uh, at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken. Her name was Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, You are mad. You are crazy. You, you whacked. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is the angel. But Peter continued, And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Amen. Father, we pray right now, God, give me direction. Let me speak your word one more time to your people. God, I believe there is a spirit of deliverance coming forth. I believe there's an anointing that's coming forth, oh God. I believe there are chains that are going to be broken in Jesus' name. I believe there are going to be prodigals returned to the kingdom of God. I believe you're going to do a work in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God, I honor you today, God. Let your word minister to your people today, God. Touch your people today, God. Touch our guests today, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. I will tell you this, we will not shut down this year, no matter what. I'm not letting, I'm not going to do what we did last year. We're not doing that. Even if there's only five of us here, we're going to have church. Okay. I, want to, I want to title this, A Miracle Knocking on the Door. Y'all don't know about miracles knocking on the door. But there was a miracle knocking on the door. I want to start by saying I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a great of this great uh, part of this great truth. I'm glad that this glorious gospel came and shined upon my life and gave me the opportunity to serve God. I'm glad that God got a hold of my heart and mind and caused me to really think about what was important in my life. There are a lot of people who know that Jesus is a historical figure, but not a lot of people really know him 
I'm glad to know him today. I believe that we have the truth. Amen. I believe that this apostolic truth is the way. I believe it all. I am convinced of it all, but I am concerned about there's some pokes in the house of God that have heard the knock, but do not believe that it is the true son of God knocking at the door. I believe there's some folks that have been so accustomed to going through the motions that it, when they feel the presence of God or they just show up to church, they think they've done their duty. But of this message, I am convinced that we must have faith in the Lord. I am convinced that we must repent and confess and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost to make a complete change in our lives. I'm convinced with this message. I'm convinced that the name of Jesus is Jesus. Amen. I believe he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Uh, in the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, the everlasting Father, my Redeemer, the Holy One, the All-Knowing One, the Never-Changing One, the Almighty I'm glad that I know Jesus. I'm glad that I have a relationship with Jesus. I watch people profess they have a relationship, but yet they're cold and dry, dead, plucked up by the root, can't feel the power of God, can't even raise their hands in worship. I'm convinced that Jesus is Jehovah, my Savior. The name of Jesus is a saving name. It is a healing name. It's a delivering name. All ye do in the word or in deed, do it in the name of Jesus. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I'm glad I've been buried with him in baptism and I've, I've come forth in the newness of life. I'm glad that I've got a new life, a new eternal life. I'm glad that I have a desire I'm glad that I have a desire. Folks don't have a desire these days anymore to serve God. They have a facade. They put a facade on. They come to church. They dress it all up. It looks like they got a desire. But true de down deep inside, there ain't no desire going on in. You know it by their works. You know it by their prayer. You know it by their worship. You know it by their faithfulness. You know it by how they love the Lord. You know it. I'm convinced of the power of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the one true living God inside of me, comfort, comforting me, strengthening me, and guiding me. You see, the spirit brings peace. People don't understand peace. Right now, people sit day in and day out. They have no peace. This world has no peace. That's why it's in a turmoil. That's why the, the, the spirit of division is running rampage all over the world. The spirit of san sanity. There are no sanity in this world anymore. People taking people's lives hating on people, hating because you're black, hating because you're white, hating because you're tan, hating because you're Asian, hating, 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 hating. This is the world we live in. Amen? We need to understand there's sanity. The devil done got into the minds of people, and God wants to deliver them from the spirit that's going a running rampage. 
I don't care what political group you got. No political group's going to get you into the kingdom of God. My Lord said that it's going to take going to the cross. Amen. It's going to take repentance to make it into the kingdom of God. It's going to take baptism in Jesus' name to make it into the kingdom of God. It's going to take the infilling of the Holy Ghost to make it into the kingdom of God. Nowhere in my Bible tells me that the Democratic or the Republican Party can get me into the kingdom of God. So I'm tired of the political arena. And any time the political arena divides the church, there's something wrong. Because they, they are not your Savior. None of them are your Savior. The spirit of comfort. My God gives me comfort. Even during the pandemic, people run around, dear God, oh God. That's why we closed down. People were afraid. I had so many calls. Oh, my pastor, we... We really can't come back together. And I'm not saying that it's a fake. The, the virus is real. Had it. Experienced it. Uh, it's real. I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you to uh, look it in the face and, and go, come on, get me. All I'm telling you is it's just like a, it, it is a flu. It's a little bit stronger than the regular flu. And if you have underlying symptoms, it can kill you. But I'm telling you one thing. I'm not shutting down for the virus anymore. I'm going to continue to serve God. We're going to continue to have church. You know why? Because God wants to bring prodigals back to the house of God. God wants to deliver some folks that have been bound. This past year, past two years, they've been bound by the demonic spirit of everything going on. And the church must rise and be a praying church. This stuff of me not having prayer. We need to have prayer. We need to have prayer. Church needs to have prayer. And if you don't want to come here, we're not going to have it online. It's going to be in the house of God. We're going to call war down. We're calling fire from heaven. There's people that need to be saved. There's children and adults that need the Holy Ghost that come up here that need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's souls that are lingering into the, right now that need Jesus and they don't even understand it. They don't even realize that the Lord knocked on the door and showed them a perilous time and yet they did not heed the warning. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost gives me wisdom that when I'm not right, that I need to get right. That if I got a bad spirit, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost had left me, I'd be like most twice dead, plucked up by the root. And how you know they're twice dead and plucked up by the root? They can't worship. They can't pray. They can't come to the altar. They don't do nothing. I'm just calling it like it is. Oh me, oh my, you may leave, you may quit, you may go to another church. My job is to be the watchman on the wall. You don't pay me to, to not be your watchman. You pay me to be a watchman. You don't want a yes man in your pulpit. I can go get a job. Matter of fact, all kinds of jobs out here because nobody want to work because we're paying all that unemployment still. So I can go get a job. I can work two or three jobs. I don't care what it takes. If it takes three waitress jobs, I'll go waiter. 
I can dump trash. I don't care what job it takes. I don't care what, that, what I got to do. But the bottom line is, when, I'm, when you flow in the Holy Ghost and you have a relationship with God, God gives you wisdom that I am not where I need to be. I need to get back to where I belong. Amen. I, 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 through the Holy Ghost, I got the spirit of godliness. Let me tell, the ch tell you, church, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need it more now than you've ever needed it than your next meal. You need it more than your next meal. I'm convinced of it. Not only that, but I'm convinced of the miracle, the working power of God. The miracle working power of God. You know, I, I, I know that some people don't have the same faith that I have. But we got a testimony coming, and I'm waiting until it's guaranteed to give you a, have them come testify. But we pray. There's miracles happening. Amen. Sister Thompson was healed. Uh, that was Paulette Thompson was healed. Uh, um, we're waiting on Sister Gwen, uh, or I mean, um, Sister McLean to be healed in her knee. Uh, I'm waiting on whoever else we just paid for up here last week, two weeks ago. All those prayers that we put up, there are miracles happening. Amen? I'm waiting on more miracles to happen. Uh, Sister Colleen was healed in her body. I think it was sinuses, I, I think, is it. I'm waiting to hear my sister give a testimony that God healed her jaw. Uh, Brother Thompson, God, uh, Frank Thompson, God healed Brother Frank Thompson and, and, and has touched their family. Uh, actually, his daughter, God has already restored her, his daughter from cancer. God is moving miraculously. There are greater. The Bible says greater signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. So I believe the word of God, the miracle. I believe miracles are happening. I believe the Holy Ghost is bringing the miracles. I'm convinced that God can heal any sickness in Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus can replace and repair any broken marriage. And make it new again. I'm convinced that God is a deliverer of drugs and alcohol. Amen. I said there's not, a, and I believe, you know my story, I, there's not a drug addict that God can't deliver. There's not a drug addict that God cannot deliver. There's not a child of God that's backslidden and went too far that God will not forgive. I remember, I remember being that, that prodigal that got so far out there that felt like God could not forgive me. But I've come to tell you I have found God is a forgiver of all sins. It don't matter what kind of life you've lived. He forgives all sins. Amen. There's not a prostitute so filthy that God cannot clean her up. Amen. There's not a man that's prostituted himself out that God can't clean up. There's not a son or daughter that is so lost that God can't find them and save them and sanctify them. There's not a family that is so dysfunctional that God can't straighten it out. To the God that we serve is a God of love and mercy and deliverance and miracles. Amen. That's the God that we serve. He is a miracle worker. Amen. And if we will be prayer warriors with him, he will do it. We call ourselves apostolic, but do we understand what apostolic is? Folks across the street call themselves apostolic. That's great. But they don't look like, act like, 
They don't talk like they do things that apostolic, truly apostolic people do not do. It's not biblical. You can owe me, oh my. People say, oh, we're of like faith. No, you're not. Like faith is you look like I look, you talk like I, lo I talk, you act like I act. We believe the same doctrine. On Monday, I don't go back to cussing and drinking. My Bible tells me I become a new creature in Christ. That means that what I once was, I'm no longer that anymore. So if I'm a, if, if I'm a something, right? I'm just going to be transparent. If I'm gay today and the Holy Ghost comes into me today, I am no longer gay. I'm transformed back to my natural state. If I'm a drug addict today and the Holy Ghost comes in, I'm no longer a drug addict. And I, I have repented and turned away, right? But all that has to be turning away. I got to get away from the environment that draws me back to that lifestyle. I've got to get away from that environment. Amen. If I'm an alcoholic, if I'm an alcoholic, I'm certainly not going back up into the bar. If I smoke cigarettes until I'm fully delivered, I'm not going around people that smoke cigarettes. Though your breath smells like an ashtray, that cigarette smoke smells very good. I don't know why. Marijuana, same thing. It's, it's the stench now, though. We called it stinkweed back in the day when we, when we smoked it, when the stuff that they grow now and sell. It's skunkweed now. That's what it smelled like to me because that's what, when you sold skunkweed, we didn't buy that stuff. That stuff was nasty. It gave you a headache and everything else. We bought Colombian gold and all the good stuff, right? Um, but anyway, you didn't get headaches from good stuff like buying cheap wine, cheap beer. When you didn't have a lot of money, you bought the Pap Blue Ribbon and had a headache, right? You couldn't afford Miller or uh, Bush. None of y'all been there. Thank God. All of you got quiet on me now because all y'all straight, never been in drug, never done alcohol, never done anything. That's all right. But I'm going to tell you something, what God's getting ready to do. Y'all better be able to love up on some folks because God is about ready to bring some people that are going to turn your world upside down. They're going to change them from the way they look and the way they act and renew them and make them new creatures in Christ Jesus. They won't look the same way they looked a month ago. They'll look like a child of God. They won't act the way they acted a month ago. He's knocking. There's a miracle knocking on the door. There's a miracle knocking at the door. Nobody believes it, but there's a miracle knocking at the door. When Jesus commissioned the apostles to go out and to heal in his name and cast out devils in his name, they didn't ask questions. They just did it. They just did it. If we would be like God's apostles, the disciples, and do what God tells us to do, 
When we say, let's come up here and pray for so-and-so, or brother so-and-so, or sister so-and-so, let's just act by faith. Whether you've got a gift of healing or not, just act by faith. They just did it. They didn't go, well, I prefer my brother. I prefer my sister. They just acted. They moved. They didn't know who had the gift and who didn't have the gift of healing. They just said, in the name of Jesus Christ, be thou healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, be thou loosed. In the name of Jesus Christ, open thy eyes. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If we would act in the name of Jesus, things and miracles would happen. I don't wait for somebody to come pray for me. This, now, I wasn't nowhere where anybody could pray for me, but I, I'm just saying, if I'm in the house of God and I know I need prayer, I can tell you right now, I'm going to say I need prayer. But nothing says that if you're not in an environment or somewhere where you're the only one standing there and at a, that very moment you need prayer, you need to lay hands on yourself. You know what that is? That's an act of faith. That is an action. That's, that's, that's going ahead and saying, God, it's just you and me now. <laughs> and nobody else out here right now. It's just you and I. And I'm standing on your promises. I'm standing on your word. And you said these signs would follow them that believe. And I believe your word. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I have your power. I have your authority. When I use your name... I shall be healed in Jesus' name. But when you come to the house of God, the Bible, say, the Bible says that, that when we come together in unity, that we should come together. If you need prayer, you need to come. You need to be, I need prayer. I need prayer. I shouldn't be going. Right? I didn't set my timer, y'all, so you're just going to have to watch. <laughs> but, but I shouldn't be going, you, 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 come on up here. There should be immediate faith that jumps up out of their seat. Holy Ghost filled faith. That's what I'm talking about here. If you've got Holy Ghost, if you're Holy Ghost filled, you need to jump up like popcorn as it begins to pop. Man, you need to pop, pop. Man, I'm ready. Healing's coming. Deliverance is coming. Marriage healing is coming. Deliverance is coming. My God is healing. My God is working. I serve a powerful God. His name is all-powerful. His name is mighty. All I got to do is say the name of Jesus and the demons in hell tremble at the name of Jesus. So everything that I've got in the name of Jesus can do the work if I would just put it in action. Sister Fent Leslie was healed. Her knee was healed in Jesus' name. When they went out teaching and preaching the gospel, they saw God do unexplainable things, and they just accepted it. They didn't go, it was me. They didn't go, look at what I got. They just gave him glory. 
But I've come to tell somebody today that I'm also convinced that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. If he ever was powerful, then he is still powerful. If he could have ever healed the sick, then he can still heal the sick today. If Jesus ever could work out situations, he could still work out situations. If he ever did one single miracle, he could still do miracles today. If you could just accept it, we would see God do more. I agree with the song, there is no telling what God will do if we'll believe. If there is a weakness in our churches today, it's that we don't really believe it. We pray prayers and expected it to stay the same instead of expecting it to change. We've asked for things and never accepted to receive them. We, I know there are needs here today and that you've been praying for them for quite some time. And I know there are lost family members in the church that you have asked to come to church and they have not come yet. I know there are situations in your life right now that have you puzzled and you have asked God to work it out. But how much have we expected God to work it out? We enable people. As a parent, we enable our children. And they're going to hell. They're going to hell. None of you want to hear that? But we just go, oh, it's okay. They're okay. No, they're not. They're not okay. We need to be bombarding heaven. Cursing hell. We ought to be speaking the word over our children. We need to speak it over our family. We need to ask God to deliver them from the bondage. We need to ask God to deliver them from the satanic powers that have them bound right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Powers that have our own family bound. They don't even realize the yoke that's around their neck right now. They're bound by the yoke of sin. They're bound by the yoke of this world. They're bound by the hatred of this world. They're bound by the things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It has nothing to do with their walk with God. It has everything to do with demonic spirits. And if we're called to be disciples of his, we need to rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name and pull on the whole armor of faith. Put on the word of God. Seek the face of God. Pray the word of God. Speak into that darkness and tell it there's going to be light. Find the spirit of laziness. Find the spirit of prejudice. Find the spirit of hatred. Find the spirit of hurt. Find the spirit of deceitfulness. But how much do you expect God to actually work it out? I, I expect to see my family in the house of God. I expect to see my children serving God. I expect to see all my grandchildren running this sanctuary again. I expect it. Matter of fact, I'm trying to envision it, to remember my grands running the sanctuary. 
I'm seeing them right now as they run. They don't know what they're doing, but they're actually worshiping God. I want them to know there is a Jehovah Jireh provider for them. I want them to know there's a God that loves them more than they'll ever understand. I want them to know there is a God. And right now, when they don't come to church and they don't know nothing about what's going on in the kingdom of God, because nobody is teaching them in that home about the love of Jesus. You ask one of them, you believe in God? No, I don't believe in no God. Because they ain't been in church for over two years. You say you shouldn't talk about your children and your family. I'm telling you, I, I rebuke Satan. I bind the spirit of darkness that's trying to destroy my family. They don't know it because they've come to a place they don't understand. But I know it. I see it. Because when you walk in the power and the glory of God, you know there is a darkness trying to destroy everything that's right. And when a child says at four years old, I don't believe in God, you know you ain't done your duty. We need to bombard heaven. We need to call fire right down. We need to rebuke the spirit of darkness that's trying to destroy the church and the very prodigals that belong in the kingdom of God that are actually the future of the church. They're the preachers of this generation. They're the teachers of this generation. If God don't return, their children are the preachers and the teachers of the next generation. How much do you expect God to work it out? The point I've come to make is there is power in a, in a level of your expectation. If you have no expectation, then you'll get what you get. You don't have no, if you don't have no expectation, you just come to church on Sunday, you're going to get exactly what you came expecting to get, nothing. If you don't come expecting to see someone healed, then you're not going to see no one healed. You don't come to see somebody baptized in Jesus' name, we're not going to see somebody baptized in Jesus' name. We say we pray, we say we do this, we want to be this, and we want to be a leader here, and we want to be a leader there, but what are you doing in the kingdom of God? I know that just hit leadership right between the eyes. Step it up. Change is coming. I'm not pushing a rope. The church has got to operate like the church. The church ought to be the church. When he told the disciples to go do it in his name, they went out and did it. They didn't go, but what, but, but why, but, 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 but this, but that. They went out and did the work. Somebody write this down. You need to remind yourself. You need to write this down. You need to remind yourself that there is power in the level of your expectation. Jesus returned home. Jesus went home to the little town of Nazareth where, where he had been brought up. You, you can read about it in chapter 6, Mark chapter 6. It, it did not go well when Jesus got there. He went, this is what I believe, this is, I know God called me here, but I believe some of the things, I feel like Jesus sometimes. 
Can I make this plain to you? You know why I feel like Jesus sometimes? Because I was raised in this church. Sometimes you say things to the body, you say things to the church, and they don't really catch it because this is my home and because you know me as Alan, not pastor, not the spiritual leader of the church because God put me in this place. So now I know what Jesus felt like when he was telling his own townsmen, his own people, Jesus is coming, and you need, you know, well, he didn't tell them Jesus was coming, but he was preaching and teaching salvation and the kingdom of God, teaching them about uh, love and, and, and healing, right, and, and teaching them. And, and when Jesus got there, he went to the synagogue and began to teach, and they were really wowed by how much depth he had, and they knew something was strange that was going on, and it wasn't what they had expected. It certainly wasn't what they had intended, and nor what they wanted it to be, but, but, but it, and it sure did make a, them uncomfortable as he was teaching. He made them very uncomfortable, which I believe that sometimes I make you all very uncomfortable, but I want you to know that God has called me right now at 5819, and until the release comes, I will be your shepherd for all those that want to hear what thus saith the Lord. I will lead you and do the best I can and warn you as God tells me to warn you. It challenged the boundaries of the world in which they lived. We watched him grow up, they said, and, he, and you can hear in their words that they spoke how that they wanted to keep the supernatural in its place and put a boundary on what was happening. Is not this the carpenter's son? There's nothing spiritual about a carpenter's son. Isn't his mother still with us? and his brothers and his sisters, and they were so upset that they named the names of every one of them and said, they're all still here. They never went anywhere. Who does he think he is? What right does he have to display such knowledge and wisdom and power? Jesus upset those folks with his presence, and he said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own local church. And I tell you, God's going to heal. I tell you, God's going to deliver. And I tell you, God's going to bring the prodigals back. You don't have to believe me at all. But I stand on God's word. I'm telling you, God's going to do a work. There's backsliders that God's going to bring back. They're going to be voices that sing. They're going to be voices that teach. They're going to be voices that minister. They're going to be voices that, that, that work in sound. There's going to be new musicians. There's going to be new worship leaders. There's going to be new preachers and teachers. There's going to be new missionaries. There's going to be new missions. And there's going to be every nationality is going to be ministered to here in Clinton, Maryland. He made them so mad. These were his home folks the people that watched him grow up, the people that lived down the street. These were the people that taught him in school. These were the ones that gave him candy bars and lemonade. And they were so comfortable with the way they had always known him that they just could not let go and believe anything more. He said, I can be so much more than you ever thought possible. I can do so much more than you ever imagined if you would just 
let me. But the Bible says that he couldn't do it and he had to leave town. They wouldn't allow him to be greater and he left and this, that, that's the tragedy. But a greater tragedy than that is that the Bible says that he could not do, any, do many mighty works there, only he healed a few sick folks. He wanted to do more, but that's all he could do was heal a few folks. So will there be a few prodigals return? Because only a few of us believe it. Or will there be many prodigals that return? Because many of us believe it. Will there be few that repent? Because they've been the ones that have detoured the, the powerful move of God. Because they've obstructed the Holy Ghost in their actions and in their ways and in their mannerisms. Or will there be many that come to the altar and hear the miracle knocking at the door. He went down the road five miles called Capernaum. He walked into a town and started preaching and teaching, and the folks gathered around him, and, and, and wow, they had never heard anything like this, and it, it was touching their lives. They got excited about it. They were seeing things they never had seen before, but I never did read where they said, isn't this the boy from down the road? Uh, I never heard them say, isn't this the boy from Nazareth? All I heard them say was, wow, this is awesome, incredible. He can do it all. And, in the, and the Bible said that when the sun was going down, they brought every sick person they could, every demon-possessed person they could, every depressed person they could, every person that was having family problems they could. They brought them to all to Jesus, and that same Jesus put his hands on every one of them, and the Bible says he healed every one. Do you know what that means? That means he did miracles signs and wonders because they expected and accepted what he said. Nobody went home sick that night. Nobody went home oppressed that night. Nobody went home with family problems that night. Nobody went home discouraged that night. Nobody went home without their life changed that night. It was the most incredible night in Capernaum's history. The same Jesus that was in Nazareth was in Capernaum. The same power, the same potential, the same love, the same grace, the same mercy, and the same gospel. Everything was the same except their expectation for him. I've got to ask you, have you come into this sanctuary today expecting Just to be the little carpenter boy or the little prodigal drug addict that walked away from the church at 15 and a half. What did you come expecting today? Have you come expecting to see the miracle worker? 
then if you've come expecting to see the miracle worker, the miracle worker is here today. Have you come to see the way maker? Have you come to see the deliverer? Come on, if you've come expecting something, let the power of God move in this place. If you haven't noticed, let me make you aware, we live in a world that is fine with calling a miracle after it's done, but afraid to call a miracle before it's done. You're, you understand what I'm saying? We live in a miracle worker. We serve a miracle worker today. We need faith today. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We must have faith. The apostolic people in perilous times, we must have faith for the miraculous. Stand with me. When you look at situations, don't ever forget that. When you look at situations, not many people are doing it anymore, but we've got to keep on believing for the miraculous. Got to continue to believe for the miraculous. Matthew 19, 26 said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We cannot forget about the miraculous possibilities in Jesus. Here's what I'm going to speak to you today. And that is the salvation of our lost loved ones. God's going to move. He's promised it. The whole healing of our bodies, God's promised it. The restoration of our backsliders, God's promised it. The unity of our families, God's promised it. The protection of the blood over our children. I don't know how many of you sit down when you eat your meal. But I know there's three of us, four of us with my wife that we pray. When we, before we even eat, our prayer is, Lord, we ask you to protect our family from COVID and our grandchildren from COVID. We ask you to protect the church family from COVID. Lord, now we ask you to bless our food. The very first thing we pray is for the church and for our family, that God would protect you all from the COVID. Why? Because I believe in praying protection over people. Habakkuk 1.5 says, Behold ye among the heathen, and regard the wonder and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. The Amplified, look around you, Habakkuk, replied the Lord, among the nations and see, and be astonished, astounded, for I am putting into, into effect a work in your days, such that you would not believe if it were told you. Believe God is about ready to do something for those of us that will operate and act on faith and get our lives where we need to get it. God is getting ready to do more miracles in this church. God is getting ready to do more miracles. We want to remember Scarlett McCulley, her mom and dad have COVID. They're up in age. We need to ask God to remember that God would heal them and restore them in Jesus' name. God is getting ready to do miracles, many miracles. Isaiah 43, 18 says this through 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The Amplified, do not earnestly remember the former things. Forget about it. Forget about your past. Forget about what's been going on. Forget about how bad we've been in our walk with God, our lack of prayer, our disrespect to God. Forget about that and make it right today. 
He said, if you'll make it right today, I'll do greater things for you. I will work for you. You'll be astonished at what I'll do. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And, and will not you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I say, come, O Lord, let us spring forth in this church today. Let your spirit spring forth in this church. Make a way in the wilderness, God. If my life has been dry, God, restore it. Restore it so it won't have... So it won't have the things of my past tendering what greater works you want to do. I'm looking for a greater thing in the church, a greater move of God in my life. I'm looking for greater works in the church. I'm looking for greater revival in the church. I'm looking for restoration in the church. I'm looking for healing in the church. I'm looking for deliverance in the church. I'm looking for people to rise up with giftings that God can use in the kingdom of God. God wants to do greater things. But if we are going to see the greater thing, we have to forget the limitations of yesterday. If we're going to see the greater thing, we have to forget our preconceived ideas of how things ought to happen. If we're going to see greater things happen, we have to move, remove all limitations from God and our faith and realize that God is doing something. I'm going to tell you this, God will not send the prodigals here till we're right, till we're healed, till we're healthy, till I'm healthy. I can make it personal. I have no pride. I thank God for that because pride brings people down. Pride sends people to hell. Matter of fact, pride will send you to hell. Let me just tell you that. Because when you become a place that you think you don't need an altar, you become prideful. Because all of us, the Bible said, for all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. So all of us need an altar. God is ready and willing and able to blow your minds. Looking back at Acts chapter 12, Peter was locked up tighter than a drum, but the church went to praying. Herod was going to kill Peter the next day, but before he could, God sent an angel. Satan's trying to kill my children and my grandchildren, and I refuse to let that happen. If I have to make an enemy with Satan and him come against me, that's fine, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm waging every power of the name of Jesus against the demonic spirit of this world, the demonic spirit of Satan, I'm rebuking it in Jesus' name. I, I've already told Satan he, he, has to, he has no power over my family. He has no authority over my children. He has no authority over my grandchildren. He has no authority over this church. He has no authority over your children. He has no authority over your home. Peter was delivered, and the Bible says when he saw the thing, he went to where they were gathered together, and when he got there that, to that house, he began to beat on the door. Peter said, it is me. She went running. 
people at the door. It was a miracle. They had prayed. They didn't even believe that the miracle was going to happen. They didn't even know that the miracle was happening, but the miracle was knocking at the door. Peter said, it is me. There's no way it could be Peter. He's in jail. There's no way he could have gotten out of the out of the bars. But in reality, there was a miracle knocking at the door. There's a miracle knocking at your door. There's a miracle knocking at your door. And his name is Jesus. There is a miracle knocking at your door. There's a miracle knocking at somebody's door. The problem is you don't know that it's Jesus knocking on your door, telling you, I'm going to do a miracle. I've come to do a miracle today. I've come to do a miracle if you will let me. I'm here to do a miracle. Are you going to let me? Are you going to get restored today? I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come here to deliver the lost at heart. I've come to restore that which the canker worm has destroyed. I've come. I've come to deliver. I've come to heal. I've come to bring back the prodigal. Let me tell you, here's where pride is. A prideful person would say, my children are good. My children are okay. Prideful spirit would say, they don't have no sin in their life. Your child going to hell. We don't want to heed what the spirit of the Lord says. We don't want to heed the word. They just need our prayer. We need to get ourselves right. It starts here. I want my children saved. I got to get this right. I got to get myself right. My children look to me. If they see me gossiping and talking about the church and about the people, that's going to keep them from coming back. I need to be right. The miracle is knocking on the door. The miracle's knocking right now. He's knocking. Who will come? Who will let me? He said, who will let me? Every eye closed. Thank you. You've been praying about a situation at work. You've been praying about a financial problem. You've been praying about family members. You've been praying for salvation. You've been praying about the church problem that's going on that you're having with the church or you're having with the people. Now in your mind, I want you to begin to visualize that thing being worked out. I want you to visualize that child starting to raise their hands. You've been praying for someone to be your future spouse. You need to put it in God's hands. I want you to visualize God taking care of everything. You've prayed. Now I want you to begin to visualize opening that door. For me, it's literally grabbing a knob, turning it to the right, 
and pushing the door open. <laughs> you say, that's foolish, Pastor. Not for me. That may not be what you need. But what I need is I need to visualize it, so I must grab the doorknob. And I know that when I turn right, it, the mechanism goes up inside the door, and I can shove the door open. So I have turned my knob, and I've shoved my door open, and I'm now walking through that door, and I'm seeing the prodigals, my children and my grandchildren. They are coming through the door, and I'm welcoming them, welcoming them, welcoming them now to the house of the Lord. I don't care what they've done in their past. I don't care what they've said. There are miracles being born here right now if you are allowing yourself to be where I am right now. The devil has stolen your faith long enough and you need to tell him, you've stolen my faith long enough. It's time you actually believe that God is able to do what he said he would do. You need to expect it in Jesus' name. You need to expect it in Jesus' name. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't even know if you want to come to the altar, but I'm opening the altar right now. I'm telling you, God is doing a miracle right now. There's healing taking place right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. God is doing it. He won't do it. He won't, he won't work the miracle if, you're not in, if you have no commitment, no faithful, no faith. Action is putting something in. Action is moving forward and, and putting faith into action. Peter, if he had never got out of the boat when Jesus bid him to come, he would have not had faith, but he put faith in action. He made a move. He stepped out of the boat. Some of us haven't stepped out of the boat yet. Some of us have not put our faith in action. We say COVID is too much. COVID, we'll get COVID, we'll get COVID. You need to put your faith in God. There is a protection on this church right now. There's a covering over this church right now. You want to see God move, you're going to have to step out. You're going to have to put pride under the, under the rug. You're going to have to rebuke it, put it under the blood, and ask Jesus to restore your faith. Put your trust in him. Know that he is alive and well today, and he wants to do greater things. Still believe Daryl's going to be healed. Still believe Reverend Johnson's going to be healed and raised out of that chair. My eyes don't see it, but my face says it's happening. My face says he's walking. My face says that Daryl will be healed. Honor the faith that's up here right now. Honor the faith that's up here right now. Honor the faith of those that have stepped out right now. Honor their faith, Lord God. Greater miracles shall happen to them. Greater moves of the Holy Ghost is going to happen. Healing's going to take place. In Jesus' name, their children are going to be saved. Their children are going to be restored. Honor their faith right now. Honor the faith of those right here that have stepped out, Lord God. In Jesus' name, honor their faith, honor their faith, honor their faith, honor their faith. 
that test you shall pass in Jesus name you're going to pass that test in Jesus name victory is mine saith the Lord God I pray favor on that music right now in Jesus name favor in Jesus name favor in Jesus name I still believe in healing I still believe he's able to heal my brother. God, you're a healer. I believe you're able to put every nerve ending, every every organ, Lord God, in this body to bring it back to its legs and standing erect in Jesus' name. God, I believe you're able to supply every need, every situation. God, every every need of our heart, her, her desire of her heart, Lord God, her career, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I pray for this family, Lord God, that you continue to move in this family, unity in this family. I pray, God, for my sister, oh God, for our children and our grandchildren. God, that your spirit continue to move, God, that they would be saved and brought back. I pray for my brother and his body, Lord, that you would heal his body in Jesus' name. I pray for my brother, J.O., oh God, that you would move and intervene in his wife and him, Lord God, that you would bless their marriage, bless their coming and going, oh God. I pray for you to pass, Lord God, that you would move and intervene in her body, oh God. Strengthen her right now. God, if there needs to be any healing done, I pray for healing to take place in this body. In Jesus' name. Let healing take place, Lord God. Life, oh God, move and intervene in their life, oh God. Let's live, Lord God, move and intervene in Liz's behalf, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Touch this family. Touch this family right now. Touch this family, Lord God. Touch this family. Your spirit moves. This family touch my sister, oh God, her children, her child. In Jesus' name, her husband, her marriage, oh God. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
loves you. He wants to bring peace and comfort to you. He's a healer. God, we come to you right now. I pray for my sister. God, that you strengthen her, that you give her peace. God, that you give her joy that only comes from your Holy Spirit. I pray you bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. God, that you would heal her heart, Lord God, with this heaviness of the loss of her husband. Heal her today till she meets him again. In Jesus' name. God, bless her coming in her life. I pray your love and mercy upon her right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Comfort her. Comfort her, Lord God. Comfort her, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray God. Touch my brother right now, Lord God. Strengthen him as well. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Family, Lord God. Touch this family. Bless this couple. Bless this couple right now. Bless them in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name.